Welcome to a new episode of Liftoff, a Jets football podcast with your hosts, Chris, and from playlikeajet.com, Mr. Sharman Phillip. And remember, you could follow us on Twitter at Liftoff Jets. You could also find us wherever you find your podcasts at Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. You could follow Sharman at GrownFolk1980. You could follow myself at CP7NY. And you could also find us at Sportswire Radio at sportsanarium.com backslash player. You could follow the station manager there, Thomas Bryce, at Thomas Bryce 2017 for all the scheduling. So, Charmin, finally got our schedule out. We got some restructures this week. Got a, got a nice busy week for us. My, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> stuff is happening. You know, yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff is happening. I mean, you know. Uh, just off, just off air, you know, we were mentioning the fact that, um, you know, it's almost like the stars are aligning for the Jets, right? <laughs> to, almost to the point where people outside the Jets, teams that you know, naturally hate the Jets, you know, mm. are basically starting to feel like their fan base actually is starting to feel like, you know, we're being the league is rig is gonna rig the season for us. That's how incredibly stupid, <laughs> right? You know that it is because because so much good stuff is happening. There is absolutely no way that much good stuff should happen to the Jets. <laughs> you know what? And nothing ever does. And trust me, if it looks like it's good now, just give it give it some time. Because trust me, the league the league hates New York just as much as everybody else, right? So <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. They'll, they'll, something will happen where you'd be like, oh, good. That's good. New York deserves that. So I, I'm not worried about it. It's neither am I. I've never <laughs> thought about it one time. No, you can't. You know, I can't. Because whatever we did to uh, piss off the football gods a long time ago, they don't, they don't, rem- they don't forget. They don't seem to forget. And they seem to always pick on us at the, like, the, like, the worst possible time. Anyway, <laughs> so basically, before all right, before we get to the schedule, let's get into some contract stuff. Like uh, Carl Lawson took um, he reworked his deal today. Um, he was due a non guaranteed fifteen million dollar uh, season, but is now due a base value of nine million, and eight million of that is guaranteed. He has three million more available in incentives. The move creates 12.7 million in cap space for the Jets this year. Uh, basically, and Connor Hughes added, uh, essentially he took a $6 million pay cut with the Jets. He can make $3 million of that $6 million back with incentives tied to sacks and playing time. So the Jets were able to free so much additional space by tacking on four avoidable years on his contract. So what's your thoughts on that and where do you think this is going? Uh, I think it's a win-win. I, I think I'm I'm probably on the, um, I I, for the most part, everybody's conversation kind of lies around what's going on this year, uh, about the money that they made this year, um, and which is you know rightfully so, um, because he keep the narrative going that. The Jets are all in to win the Super Bowl, which I'm not willing to talk about. Um, <laughs> oh, we're going to when we start talking about the schedule. So, <laughs> uh, so Chris, what are you doing to me? Um, <laughs> you know, I I just you know um, I like the I I I not I, not only do I like this, I I think we kind of spoke about this before this whole before the offseason really started, where we talked about a couple of players that we thought the Jets were going to reach out to and try to restructure their deals. And he definitely was one of them that came up. Um, the other one would have been uh, Mosley, but, you know, off air, we just looked at his contract. And eh, highly doubt that the Jets are going to approach him about that. So, um I think that would be it right now. Let's see what the Jets kind of pull off uh, on with the Aaron Rodgers deal and with getting Q back in the fold. Uh, so um, for a few years down the road, actually, 
Um, that's what we want. Um, so I'm 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 elated about the fact that Joe Douglas is kind of you know kind of meandering meandering around over you know around getting everything done slowly but surely you know uh, making sure things work out only not only for the team but also for the player. So uh, I love it. Yeah, I listen. It's it's nice to know that we have a a very good GM now. Like he knows what mm. he's doing. Um, and I think this, this contract restructure is just the beginning, you know, to kind of get to restructuring. Now they're obviously been reworking, uh, Aaron Rodgers' contract. Um, so they got to restructure that and then it's going to get to Quinn. Um, and I, I think they got to get this Rogers one done before they get to the, uh, Quinn and Williams one done. And my, uh, our, our good friend, Michael, uh, Michael Palace um, brought it up to me the other day, and he goes, "Well, why why don't they just wait? Why don't they just wait till next off season to redo or nice. to extend Quinn and Williams? I, that sounds great, and I'm sure the Jets would love to do that. But the player doesn't want to do that. The player wants some guarantees. He wants, you know what I mean? He wants to know, all right, I'm set up for the next four or five years or whatever long this contract's going to be." You know what I mean? He wants to be set up. He knows he's going to make money this year, next year. You know, if he has to play in the tag. Yeah, the money is not that. It's the He wants that feeling of, hey, I'm here for four or five years. I'm guaranteed uh, whatever amount of money he's going to get guaranteed, like $50, 60000000 million. That's what he wants. You know what I mean? Otherwise, yeah. Well, I'm sure the Jets would love to do it next year. <laughs> but Yeah, kicking the can down the road is, is something that – somehow always comes back to bite teams when it comes to contract negotiations for, for players on the level of a Quinn and Williams. Um, I don't think that is something that's necessary at all. I think the player made it incredibly clear what he wanted. Um, and as a GM, I think it would be, it would be who him, Joe Douglas to uh, sit down and hash out something with, you know, with the guy's agents. And you know that that's where I, that's where I, where I'm at. I I think any Jets fan feels the same. I um I think if you if you're doing that, you put you basically ignoring what the player is asking you to do. You know, and that's not a good feeling for a player that has basically kind of you know um is such an integral part of what you do. Um, if you if you did not know. When he was out, he was out. What he was out one game, and that game they they looked like they had nobody up front. <laughs> everybody disappeared. Um, this is what he does. He makes everybody around him around him better. And <clears throat> you want to argue? There's so many good names, you know, of guys. I mean, you know who's the who's who of defensive tackles in the NFL. Chris Jones. Of course, uh, but you know, the the you know the God tear DT in is Aaron Donald, and after that is Chris Jones and Simmons and 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 uh, uh, you know what's the kid name out of Atlanta? Um, oh, uh, you know, uh, I can't for some reason his name doesn't come up. Right? Yeah, I but I know who you're talking about. But right. But the, the craziest thing about all those the all those guys is other than Aaron Donald, the way that Quinn and Williams is able to affect a game on a play-by-play basis is to me better than most. It's just incredible because <clears throat> I will I will put this, I'll put it like this. Quinn and Williams plays less snaps. Than just than Simmons does, and trust and believe. I love Simmons. This is one of to me when they drafted him, even because even a, after he was injured in college, I think I was like that was one of the best picks in the NFL in the draft that year, because I knew he was going to be a beast, and he is. But he is not Quinn and Williams. That's a crazy thing to say if you ever watch Simmons play. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. So. 
this, so the fact and I'm and and this is there's no bias here. I'm just putting player for player. You 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 this dude eats double teams, right? So that means he could two gap, he could one gap, <laughs> he could eat double teams, he could stop mm-hmm. the run, and he could pass rush all at an elite level. No. The only people that are in the conversation with Quinn and Williams is Chris Jones and Aaron Donald. That's it. Yep. The other guys are good. They're great. They're great at times, but no. And if you and if and go watch the Green Bay game last year, and, and if you want to argue with somebody, don't argue mm-hmm. with me. Just watch the game. And you know what? But you could you could uh, just by what you're saying, this just shows you how important getting re, uh, Quinn and Williams extended and getting this contract set or and done by the time uh camp starts because you can make the argument i don't even think there's an argument because i think it's pretty much done is that he is just as as important to the defense as aaron Mm. Rodgers is to the offense how's that preach it yeah preach it right i don't think i have to make the argument i think no you don't (laughs) you don't and i all all everything i said before basically my the my reasoning was that was basically what you just said. Take this guy off this team, you ain't got nothing. He changes the game. He makes this this defense scary. That's what he does, because you're gonna have to figure out a way to account for what he could do inside, whilst figuring out what to do with Huff and, you know, and JJ and uh, and everybody, all the other scary guys, JFM. Again, I said it last week. All the people out there sleeping on this Jets D-line because we're spending a million years talking about Aaron Rodgers' arrival, which is warranted. Don't forget don't forget the reason why the Jets were in so many games last year. And all this I'm saying to say that this is incredibly important. This this needs to be done. This guy needs to get paid. He needs to get in, get come in and be part of uh what's going on here right now. Um I know he he I think his wife is pregnant. I think she's about to give birth to a baby, a baby at some point. Um, I know that's part of his uh, reason why he's away also, but uh, he he made it very clear that he would not be coming back unless he got a deal. Uh, Off season wise, I mean. Right. Um, so no, give him the deal, pay the man. And and listen, and and from the player's side, you can understand why he wants to get this done, right? Because yeah, he knows I'm getting paid whatever I'm getting paid this year. Next year, I can play on a tag and I can make a a crap load of money, and, and that. Okay, that's all great, but here's the thing. When you're playing football, especially mm. football more than any other sport, we've seen it, man, where you take one step, you know, a freak injury, whatever. Yep, somebody rolls over. Yeah, you blow your Achilles out or something or your oh, knee or whatever, God. and guess what? That big $100 million extension that you wanted ain't going to happen now. You know what Up I mean? Up in smoke. Right. So you could understand it from a player's point of view, and of course, yeah, from the team point of view, it's like – all right, if we could just keep this going, let's push him back another year. That's fine. But yeah, I, I and I think it's going to get done just like they're going to restructure Aaron Rodgers. And I, I it's going to, it's got to happen because they're just too important of players not to get this figured out by the time camp starts. That's how I look Agreed. at it. However, they Agreed. do it, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to work some magic. Money. Yeah. Whatever it is, man. Yeah, it ain't gonna be Aaron Donald money, but it's gonna be just below that. No, so just it's, think it's, of it that. Yeah, but it's gonna be close. <laughs> he's he's like right I said. It's I think Simmons is the highest paid right now, and I just told you, in my opinion, nobody doesn't have to agree with me. He's better than Simmons. So do with this what you will. And the guy in the Falcons you're talking about is Grady Jarrett. Jarrett, yes, thank you. Yeah, and he's better than him too. So, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't think, I don't think there's any comparison. Mm-mm. And and you said it, man. The game that he wasn't in, you could tell he wasn't there. There's a huge yep. void on our defense when he's incredible, incredibly yeah. huge void. 
There's nobody like him. No. There's nobody like him. I think I kind of took up uh, uh, um, the last thing I'm going to say on this topic is I, I saw I was flipping through um, Twitter and there was a, somebody wrote an article and they basically listed uh, teams that would love to have him. I started laughing. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> we we know. We know. We see it every Sunday. We know. Yep. Even when even when there was a contingent of Jet fans that were, oh, he's not who he say he is, and he's not that player, and he's not. Listen to me. You could go back and check my receipts. Mm-hmm. When they drafted Quinn and Williams, I was like, oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. I was because if you watch this kid play in Alabama, and you t- tell me that you did not think he was going to be a monster, you're out of your damn mind. Because this kid is a different... And 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 even when you'd say that he had that kind of, you know, rookie wall thing where, you know, he wasn't really performing well, you know, understanding how to basically take his college game and put it, bring it to the NFL, kind of slows his stuff down a little bit. You could still see the raw athleticism and power and smarts and it just kept getting better and better and last year was the culmination in my opinion of everything that he had put together and in my opinion that's not even peak Queen mm-hmm. and Williams that's the scariest thing about this whole thing because mm-hmm. again like I said no team treats their star defensive tackle like the Jets do he plays less snaps than most three t- three techs play in the NFL, and yeah, he's not even a three tech because he sometimes plays three. I think he had more snaps at three tech than he had at five, but he could move around. This is a dude you could put out on the edge if you want. <laughs> this is yep. crazy. Oh man, listen. Anyway, the most he, yeah, the most he plays, man, is I, I'm looking at it here. The Percentage of the snaps is 72, uh, 74%. He did that once. Yeah, exactly. That was the most and, he did, and, and that was in Buffalo. That was against Buffalo. Yeah. And on average, like I said, I, I'm I'm pretty sure average-wise, he plays less snaps at defensive tackle per game than any of the star players you know. And yeah. his numbers rival theirs whilst getting significantly more. Less snaps. Make that make sense. He does. He only gets. He gets less shots at the target, and hits as many times as they do. Does not make sense. No. Anyway. He, yeah, he's probably in the sixties or low sixties for average. Yeah, because I think the average is that at the league averages for the for star defensive tackles. As in the seventies, I'm okay. pretty sure the numbers is in the seven, in the low seventies, off yeah, the just, top of my head. Remember? Yeah, just looking at his numbers, I'm gonna guess like in the sixties because I see like three seventies, and the rest are yeah, all he, like in the sixties. There's a fifty there, so yeah, he does not play seventies a lot. No. Last year actually was the first time he actually played multiple seventy something percent snaps. Technically, four four seventy, yeah, uh, percent games yep and and like i said i think i think that even those numbers i think they, even if they were closer to i still think they were a shade below what defensive tackles normally play so hmm. i know for sure chris jones does not play 74 75 snaps no percentage <laughs> no he plays way more than that yeah you watch the chiefs play you know that he's on the field way more than that he's always out there <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is what I'm saying. And then he's and then you're talking about numbers. You, he's his numbers is rivaling Chris Jones's numbers, man. Sheesh. Oh yeah. You know what, Chris Jones? Yeah, <laughs> he's ha- like how Quinnen had four games of seventy. Qu- uh, Chris Jones had like four games in the sixties. The rest are eighties <laughs> and nineties. So this guy's out See there I mean? every yeah. single down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> basically so um yeah so listen it, it's it's got to get done i think two don't 
He's too important of a player to not figure this out. And I'm sure, listen, the team knows this too. So we're, oh, we're not, oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, we're not saying anything new here or, you know. But, um, yeah, so then, all right, the schedule came out last uh, last week when we were talking to Andrew. Um, uh, what are your thoughts? What are you quick? The one thing I looked at it quick, um, I'm probably going to be more positive than you are, obviously, but uh, <laughs> I see a lot of wins. Like, I'm not even. Do you now? Yes, I see a lot of wins. The bye weeks, week seven, maybe you wanted week nine, maybe in the middle or maybe a little bit later, but week seven, we'll take it. Um, the one thing that scares me, and I'll, I'll talk to you about this, is that mm. we've seen the last couple of years, Aaron Rodgers has started a little slow with Green Bay. Mm. First couple of weeks, right? And then he gets, you know, then he gets going and he's fine. But so that's the only thing that that concerns me because when you look at the first six weeks before the bye week, you're home, right. you're home against Buffalo week one. Then we go to Dallas. Then we're home against New England and Kansas City back to back. Then we go to Denver. And then we finish before the bye week home against Philly. So, yeah, that's a tough first six weeks before the bye week let me say we're playing the two teams that went to the uh super bowl last year twice in in three weeks we're playing them yeah which is incredible when you think about it well there is something i will i will be positive on one thing there is something about robert Sala's squads since he he's gotten to new york yes they haven't won a lot but the one thing that we've seen that's been more consistent than not is that they play really hard no matter the circumstance. And given in my given the upgrade in talent in in specific position specific important positions on this team, I think that bodes well for them. I think one of the reasons if I would try to read the minds of the NFL schedule guards, I would say that the re their reasoning is that the Jets are not an, uh, the Jets anymore. They're not the easy no. out <laughs> Jets anymore. So you can't tell me that a team that had no quarterback that won how many games last year? Seven. And and even when they they were losing, looked like they were had a chance. You can't tell me that all of a sudden now you give them a quarterback a quarterback of this caliber that you should, you know, you should all of a sudden kind of rate them the same that you've ever, you've always been rating them. That 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 does not add up. So I think I think uh from that perspective, I think you know, I think it's gonna be a competitive season for the Jets across the board because I think Robert Sala's motivational skills show up more often than not. Added, add the talent, add the fact that a lot of the skilled players that were rookies last year, they have a year under their belt. They were more seasoned. Um, put all that together, and I think you know you have way more competitive, uh, an incredibly high, a highly competitive team playing against some of the best teams in the NFL. So you have a chance to get better games, um, better competitive games. You know what I mean? So I understand why they did what they did. Um, Chris and I, we always talk about the fact, I mean, for everything we're talking about, the one thing we need to happen for this, for this season to work is for us to not suffer any catastrophic injuries. And... Injuries will happen. This is football, but I'm not, not the six, seven week injuries, man. This, and and not for the, the most important players on this on the squad. No, come on. This has been happening for the last twelve years. We can't. Please leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> that's what yeah, really but, killed us last year. Even with the yeah. bad quarterbacks, right? We still the first couple of you know the first weeks going into denver what were we five and two mm -hmm. right i think it was five and two or sounds about right 
We were five and we were four and two after four the and two. Green Bay okay. game. And then right. we went to play at Denver. We won that game. So we were five and two after Denver. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Brees Hall got hurt and ABC <sighs> got hurt. I mean, you couldn't pick that was massive. More, yeah. You couldn't pick two more important players on offense for us to get at hurt. At that time. I agree. Easily. You know, if they, they stay healthy, who knows how that, how that season would have ended? You know, after that, yeah. we won two more games. Yep. The rest of the way, I think, I think one of the things that kind of um, piqued my interest, what what you said, I also I paid attention to, but um, I know people um, uh, treat the Dallas Cowboys with uh, disdain, and rightly so. I hate them too, uh, <laughs> but when you put September seventeenth against Dallas, right? And then the Chiefs and then the Eagles be behind it. I think those three games were the ones that picked that. Like, like really? <laughs> like, these are the two that we're playing offensively. Three of the best teams in the NFL, bar none. Right? Yep. The Cowboys are always really good offensively. They're always top five, top seven, at least, in the NFL when it comes to offense. The Chiefs, we know who they are. And then after watching the Eagles offense last year, do not tell me that you're not scared to play this team. You know, so I oh, think yeah. I think, yeah. I think I think you put that to, I think you put that together and you're like, you know, with with two, the Dallas, then you play with three, the Patriots. So you get a little bit of a, you know, <laughs> a little <laughs> bit of then you go boom, you gotta play the Chiefs. And then you go play the the and people can't be sleeping too much on the Broncos. No, no, they're gonna be a different team this year because their coaching is different now. Right. And if you you know you can't you know for sure that this guy's gonna he's gonna get that squad ready and that squad is incredibly talented. That's one of the things we spoke about last year when we spoke about them um, across the board from offense to defense. Just an incredibly talented team. You put that, we got to play. So, because when when I when I spoke about <laughs> uh, the Cowboys, Chiefs, and Eagles, I was kind of not, you know, paying attention to the the Broncos and you know saying that the you get a little bit of a respite when you play the the Patriots, right? But in reality, if <laughs> The new coach in Denver could get that team going. Holy crap! Yeah, that that's <laughs> you know that game's I mean? not going to be easy. <laughs> no, no, and, and but but again, like I said, they, these to me, as much as uh, I think Salah made his bones last year, I think a lot of people are not going to give him credit for that. I think. Even if they did not do what they was what we thought they should have done, I think they did better than we thought they would. That's number one, and number two, a lot of what shone through, in my opinion, was the fact that for some reason he's able to trot out a competitive squad almost every Sunday, Monday or Saturday, whatever it is. Um, no matter what, even if he is lacking really badly in certain positions somehow somewhere the team shows up and plays balls to the wall from start to finish and people are taking notice that is why probably one of the reasons why we have a have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers so yeah and think about it that Denver game is sandwiched in between Kansas City and Philly Mm -hmm. last year's Super Bowl teams that's that was my point yeah, that was my point. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So that's why I think before the bye week, yeah, that's a hell of a schedule. And if we could, if we could finish by the bye week, at a winning least, record. <laughs> if we can finish at least three and three, I'll feel pretty good. If we finish four and two, I'll feel really good. But, if like, the Jets, you think they're talking about the New York Jets a lot now? If the Jets are four and two going to the bye. ESPN, whoever <laughs> FS1 would be green and white completely. Yep. And I and I could tell you right now, I know some haters would hate. 
oh, they're gonna they're gonna really hate us it, if that happens. Oh my goodness, man! Listen, if the if the Jets are, yo, people are gonna hate. But you know what? I've said it, and I'll say it again, and I say it on Twitter all the time. Do not give me a chance to be unsufferable because I will be. <laughs> We've been holding this be. in for so long, bro. <laughs> bro. I say that all the time because I remember every crazy thing some stupid team fan, fan said to me about my team over, over, over all these years. Come on, man. I remember and I will spew everything back at you. <laughs> <laughs> and I will enjoy it. Yes. But anyway, um, yeah, um, I... I, I that's to me. That's my feeling. When I look at the schedule, I look like um, it looks to me like the view of um, of the um, the NFL is that this team is just not another just a run of the mill team, and it would be best for them to position the, this team in a place where they could be they could play other competitive teams and get the best show that they could get. And like I said, that's one of the things that Robert Sala showed that he could bring out the best out of his players and they look like they play really hard for him. Um, so let's and see. You know what? And and I think after the bye week, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's easier the schedule, right? Because oh, it does not, it does not match. <laughs> it does yeah. not match anything. Like the, yeah, no, no. The, well, it can't get any worse, I guess. They're playing no the both Super Bowl teams. Um, but anyway, after the bye week, we start off at the Giants, which is great because that's mm -hmm. basically a home game for us too. Um, and then, and then we, then we're home against the Chargers. Then we go to Vegas and then Buffalo back to back. Um, and then we come home for three games, which is big: Miami, Atlanta, and Houston. Mm -hmm. And then we go to Miami. Which is good playing them at the in December rather than early because it's not as crazy hot down there. Um, yeah, and then we come home to play Washington, and then we finish off at Cleveland and at New England. So yeah, I, I'm telling you, after the bye week, if we could, like I said, if we could survive those first six games, and have win, a good shot. Yeah, win at least three games. If we win at least three games, we'll have a shot at the. I'm not even. I'm confident we're going to be. Fighting Buffalo for that division. Well, Miami. I don't think Miami, but I don't want to totally disregard Miami yeah. either. Agreed. Um, because listen, Miami's in Miami's in bad shape because if Tua gets hurt, which we're not really pushing the envelope there if he does get hurt, but if he does, who's their backup? I think I think I think that's a great question. I think the other question is I think there's a multiple positions that they're they've kind of sold out. To to um to to fill in with, I think uh, the pass rushing is an issue that they've had for a long time, and they tried to fix it with the uh with Chubb, which they paid an incredible amount of money. And last year, I did not see the Chubb I thought I would see, or I thought that they paid for. Um, I don't know if that would pay that would change this year, but. I did. I don't think I saw that. I think he's he's a good player, but I think the money they paid him for, they didn't pay him to be that. I think they paid him to be a better a player, better than that. And I did not see that last year. I don't know if after his he never he was never the same after he got injured. Um. So that would be interesting to see how how they're able to revive their pass rush because I think that's one of the things that's lacking with this team that kind of puts them on a on the wrong side of things because they they have pretty good coverage players um on defense um it's actually pretty talented um um bunch of guys but up front is just lacking in a lot of ways um so so that's a question for me for them um, to me the, the biggest question is with Tua because if he gets hurt who's coming yeah in oh no yeah him? I agree it's Mike White <laughs> and we know how many games I, I, he could last. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? So, he could, he'll, he'll give you a Hall of Fame game, but we don't know how many of those. He'll give you one, but that would be it. Yeah. and He's he has one be, in the chamber. Yeah, he'll probably get it. hurt too. 
Yeah. And because that's kind of what he's been. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Most of those teams in the second half, we're watching. Atlanta is kind of just starting to grow back to what they're trying to create. Um, uh, the Texans, we know who, who what they are. Um, I they don't know be what the hell. I don't know what the commanders are doing at quarterback. I'm, that's a question for another day. Um, yeah. So uh, the Raiders are the Raiders. And the Chargers, the Chargers is the team that is supposed to be an elite team that is not for some reason. Don't understand. So we hear that and we listen, me and you talk about that every year. For every the past year. Years, right? It's every yeah. year. It's like, oh yeah, this is yep. they're good. They're, this is gonna be their year. And something happens. Last year they get to the playoffs and what happens? They start off great. Yep. They have that big first half and then they choke the second you half. Just, and... Yeah. Wow. Why? Right. Don't get it. Um, and and you know what? We I have to give a shout out to the Giants because they did do their thing last year. Um, and they probably could prove to be one of the pain in our butts after the bye because because they again another team another coach that in especially last year was able to kind of get the most out of his players than any other coach. Um. So, given what we saw last year, I would think that the trend would continue. Um, I think he he has a little bit more in the chamber now with more talent. Um, so the development of these talented players is what is what we're gonna the other side of the coaching. We'll see if he's gonna be able. The Giants coach is gonna be able to uh, do that, but I think he could be a pain in our butt on at, on week eight. But other than that, I know what the Chargers are. We know, you know, we know. I mean, I'm not including the Bills in this because the Bills is the Bills, you know. But yeah. the other teams I'm talking about is the Giants are the pain, but the Raiders is eh, we don't know. The the Chargers, same thing, you know. And we're playing but the Dolphins. I, I think with the Bills, at least we know we could beat them. Like we beat them last year with Zach Wilson. Yeah. Right? So... I don't think they're. I don't think the Jets look at the Bills as. Oh man, we. I think they look at uh, New England that way. Like, oh my God, like we yeah, can't. Yeah, beat them, right. Still can't beat those guys. Yeah, right. We could beat. You know, I think they have the confidence against the Bills, against most of the other teams. But I think the Patriots is the one that's in their head more than any team. Oh, they are, and that's <laughs> that. To me, to me, that's one of those things that you know. The moment they get, they need to beat New England, like. I'm not talking about winning by three points or seven points. Right. They need to like smack the crap out of them, win by a by a 10, 14 point margin, like clearly school them to to kind of make it make that make it known or make it understood that yeah, we're different. You know what I mean? And yep. and like you said, kind of cleanse the 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 curse, the Patriot curse in in one just drive. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree because that's the team that's been holding us back a little bit, you know, these last couple of years. I mean, last year they won that what game? What was it? Ten three. They won the overtime with the punt and with the punt return, which was awful. Imagine, imagine playing a team the way we played this team. I mean, come on, man! And to <laughs> lose like that. Oh, it's crazy. It's yeah, and it always happens to us when it comes to them. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> don't know how and that like you said it must be that it's almost like it these are the things you know what if you want to talk about what would change right when with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers quarterback in this team these are the things I think would change yeah because this guy does not he none of those things matter to him he's he hasn't been a part of any of this stuff he doesn't hey man he don't know you know, it doesn't matter to him. And and to me, that's the thing. And the fact that for him being able to be the leader and the team following him would, in, would, in my opinion, erase a lot of those things that we've seen that go, that happen with the Jets. So, hey, man, 
I, I know why a lot of my fellow Jets fans stop me in the streets and go, man, are we going? And I'm like, it's too early to tell. It's too early to tell. Yeah. And everybody's like, man, come on, man, we going. I'm like, but there, there's a reason why this conversation is, you know, is, is something that some Jets fans are talking about. It's, and some pundits are talking to about and talking think about, about it. When because was the, when was the last time we had this kind of optimism? Not just optimism oh. about making the playoffs or being really good. I mean, to get to the to the Super Bowl, like we have a shot this year. Think about how long we have to go back, at least to, I think, entering you know Rex Ryan's second year, right? Twenty ten. Second year. Yep, that's it. I think that's the last time we have that feeling. I agree. Like we had optimism last year. And maybe a few years in between, maybe we felt like, oh, all right, if things go right, yeah, we can maybe get a wild card here or no, no, no. Like this year, we feel like I feel confident we could win the division. I'm not saying we're going to win the Super Bowl or even get to the Super Bowl, but I feel like we have a shot at the Super Bowl. Like if things work out right, if, you know, like you say, if there's no catastrophic injuries or anything like that during the season and we entered the playoffs in pretty good shape, we have a shot with our defense and now we got Aaron Rodgers as our quarterback. Yeah. We, we got a shot. I'm not saying we're going to beat, you know, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas city, or we're not going to go into Cincinnati in the middle of January and beat since, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow, but we have a shot now at least. And that's, the, that's, that's the, the question. <laughs> I, and that's the thing at the end of the day, the, these are the questions. What you just asked, these are the questions. And the fact that these the, the conversation is centered around the fact that we're going to have to cross these two mammoths, which is Kansas City and Cincinnati, um, on on terms that we've never played them on. We've played them before, but <laughs> it, would al- it would almost be like we're playing equals, like a head-to-head. It's not, oh, maybe. No, this is competitive. Head to head, quarterback for quarterback, defense for defense. Let's get at it. You know that is what's that's um, into me is inspiring all this feeling that most Jets fans are feeling. You know, like you said, we have a chance, right? You know, so um, I don't want to put a name on it because that's just how I am. But I feel it. I feel it. Exactly. And and here's another good thing about this schedule. Uh, we, we talked about this before uh, we went on the air, too, was um, we have the we travel the seventh least total mileage of any team in the NFL. Seventh least. The only teams that that travel less than us is Detroit, Minnesota, Carolina, the Bears, Packers and the Bengals are the least. So I think that's going to come into you know, obviously that comes into our favor. You know, we're not traveling a lot and, and all that. Um, teams that travel the most, obviously Seattle, they're always number one. Um, but Miami, I'm sure Miami fans aren't happy about this. They travel the third most of any team in the league. Well, we so. know they're not happy because apparently <laughs> a few days ago they were on Twitter crying about how the Jet, the, the <laughs> NFL are Regan, Regan things. Yeah. <laughs> in the Jets' favor. Yeah. If if you say that with a straight face... Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> either you're trying to be a comedian or you don't know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> we know for sure the Jets, the, the NFL do not like us. And mm-hmm. the football gods, too. Whatever yeah. we did to piss them off a long time ago, yeah, they're still mad. <laughs> Trust me. Do you think, really, I, they, and it's not even... They like the Giants a little bit more than us, but they don't even like them either because do you really think they wanted the Giants to beat the Patriots for their undefeated season? Don't you think they wanted another team to be undefeated? Yeah. If, like in if a perfect if, world, if, right? Listen, right, because I I hate I hate dealing in these kind of conversations, <laughs> but if you're going to if you're going to talk about it and, you know, for marketing purposes, yeah. that would have been the perfect thing. Absolutely. You know the kind of money you could have made? 
the Patriots could make and the NFL could make. Not the, just the Patriots, the, the Tom unbeaten, Brady, team, the unbeaten team, the yeah. unbeaten team. The last time the the Jets, the the NFL had an unbeaten team was how long ago? Was it the Steelers? I think no, like the Miami Dolphins in nineteen seventy. Dolphins, right? Thank you, because that that's the team that every time a team um loses, they get yep. close. They yep. they get they gather together to have to have cigars and one. Yeah, and they, they right. <laughs> To celebrate when the last unbeaten team loses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, no. There's <laughs> nothing, nothing has never been favorable to the Jets. It's not true. It's a figment of your imagination. I'm a Jets fan. Chris has been a Jets fan for for, for a long time, <laughs> about 40 years or more, Chris. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. No. Yeah, they don't like us, trust me. <laughs> we yeah nobody the does. league the football gods all them they don't like us trust me if they liked us don't you think we'd be in the super bowl by now since uh <laughs> since Joe Namath? i think we would have been in it at least once i think that's what we did to piss them off we weren't supposed so. to win that day <laughs> oh trust me i know yeah people they're, have their own thing about that too they're set up yeah i know i'm not going down there but right. i'm i'm just saying you know if, if if you know if you think about it, the Jets weren't supposed to win that game, and yeah, every everybody wants to talk about it. The guarantee, and they're marketing it and all that. Nope, that's not what was supposed to happen. <laughs> and they're exactly. pissed off sixty something years later. <laughs> yep. Here we are. <laughs> yes, sir. So yeah, no, so I I think that's that's definitely in our favor with the the least amount of traveling or the seventh least, but that's awesome. But that's why I, I like the schedule just the beginning. If we could just, if we could survive that first six games, you know, and I, I think we can, um, you know, it's like, who are we going to lose to? Or, I mean, at some, at some point in a, in a coming episode, I'm going to break the, break it yeah. down team for team and, and just watch what they do and what we do and try to, you know, uh, basically simulate a a game, uh, and uh, and see what that looks like. Um, we haven't played Dallas in a while, so I um that'd be tough to do. Um, especially with the with Dallas having a new coordinator, that'd be tough to do. Uh, also, the the um, the Patriots have a new coordinator, also. Yeah. So we got to pay attention to that. I think the teams that we consistently we could look at, um. It's the Bills. We know what they're gonna do. We know what the Chiefs do. We know what the Eagles do. And yeah, wait, wow, think about it. New coordinators in the Dallas, Broncos, New England, New England, and the Broncos. Yep. So, oh, and, so and you, Philly, Philly also. Philly has a all oh, right. Philly has a new offensive and defensive coordinator. I know the defensive coordinator will change, but I don't think the defense itself will change. I think they're basically going to go through the same calls. Uh, personnel personnel kind of dictates what you do on defense nowadays yeah. in the NFL, man. They, that that's what it is. You'd be stupid to call a different types of de- a type of defense with the kind of talent they have. So, um, yeah, don't. don't I think fix it was, if it's not broken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please don't. Um, but but uh, but yeah, I think I think there will be an impact had here positively or negatively i don't know but to dallas there will be something uh changed here um play calling wise maybe it's not gonna be a dak throwing the ball all around the 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 field like it it had it had been before um i think there will be better quarterback play for the patriots because trust and believe uh special teams coach will not be calling the plays on the in week three for the for them, <laughs> right? Uh, An actual offensive, yeah, mind will be <laughs> exactly. And and for the Broncos, we could say with assurance that a Hall of Fame offensive coordinator will be calling plays for them. So you have that. Yeah, yeah. They're they're definitely different teams from last year. Some of these, like the Patriots. Yeah, like we're saying. Oh yeah, we're probably going to beat them, but we still got to get over that mental block we got with that team so and like <laughs> what, you said, se- what seems yeah. like a mental block because that's the only way you explain least. it that's i don't know what if it's it for the team that's, no for for us as fans yeah that's what it is 
but but because there's no other way to explain it. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be interesting and I I think we'll know we'll know pretty much quickly uh, for a lot of teams, but I think especially for us by the bye week, we'll know if we're for real. If we're 4 and 2 at the bye week, yeah, we are definitely for real. If we're 3 and 3, yeah. All right. We're looking pretty good. Anything less than three and three, I'll be a little concerned. But if we go into that bye week with three or four wins, I'll be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the deal. This is this is the team. Now I'm going to get really excited the rest of the way. So, But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So that's it, I think. I think we covered everything. Yeah, um, we did. Next week, I think we're going to start hitting some positions – so we could start previewing positions and see where we're at before we get into camp in July. So we have some time and we'll start hitting the positions one week at a time and we'll break them down and see what we got good and the bad and the ugly. I think, (laughs) I think uh, we need, we need to have an episode also with uh, talking about our new offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it would be, um, we bring our favorite guest, Andrew Golden over and we can have a conversation about, about our new coordinator and what to expect for that offense um, going forward. Um, so that would be that would be an interesting conversation to have. So definitely, yeah. that's all good. All right, so we will see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us at Liftoff Jets on Twitter. You can follow Charmin at Grown Folk nineteen eighty. You can follow myself at CP seven and Y. You could. Find us at SportsWire Radio at sportsinarium.com backslash player. File Thomas Bryce at Thomas Bryce 2017 over there. And um, we'll see you guys next week. Take it easy, guys.